Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again today. We are thrilled that you are part of this television broadcast. And partners, let me tell you how much I appreciate you. You are such a blessing to us. We thank you for your belief in this ministry. We thank you for catching the vision of the ministry. And your financial support is a great blessing, a great help to us in being able to reach people all over the world with a message of hope, a message of encouragement, and teaching people how to become the winner that God has called them to be. Thank you, audience, for being with us today. Appreciate you being here. You're such a blessing to us as well. You help pull the word out of me, and I appreciate that very, very much. Today, we're going to continue talking about the prayer of petition. We've been talking about this for several weeks now. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like for you to open them to Luke chapter 18. I want to do a little bit of review today before we get into some new material. And once again, we're talking about the prayer of petition. But I want us to uh, do a little bit of review and take a look at, at prayer in general. From Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, this is Jesus speaking. It says, He spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to give up. How many of you have noticed sometimes after you pray, you tend to want to give up? Particularly if you don't see results before dark. Amen. Well, it'd be wonderful if all of our prayers manifested before dark. In fact, it'd be great if they manifested sooner than that. And even though I've had some prayers manifest almost before I could get the amen out, that's not the norm. So you have to learn to stand. The Apostle Paul said, having done all to stand, stand. So you have to learn to stand. You have to learn to be diligent, to persevere. Just because you don't see anything happen in the natural, you know, in the next five minutes, doesn't mean nothing's happening. Something happened in the spirit realm the moment you prayed, the moment you said amen. So it's important that we, sh we look at prayer as our privilege of communicating with the creator of the universe. It should never be viewed as some religious obligation. Prayer is a privilege. Say that with me. Prayer is a privilege. Think about it. You get to speak and talk to God, the creator of the universe. He, he's offering you the opportunity to communicate with him. In its simplest form, prayer is not only talking to God, but it's listening to God as well. You know, in prayer, it should be a two-way street, not you doing all the talking. You know, it's foolish for someone who doesn't know what to do to ask someone who knows how to do it, and you do all the talking. Amen? Well, somebody said, well, God doesn't talk to me. Now, wait a minute. Don't add line to this sin, because the Bible says that his sheep know his voice. Amen? Are you one of his sheep? Uh, so you need to change your attitude when you go into prayer. Expect him to talk. Be in a listening mode all the time. So once again, prayer in its simplest form is talking to God and at the same time listening to God. He's your father and it pleases him when you desire to spend time with him. Through prayer, we can know his heart. Through prayer, we can know his mind. It gives us the opportunity to hear from him. Prayer should actually become a lifestyle to the believer. That's what Jesus is saying here. Men ought always to pray. So in the uh, Jesus' attitude is this. 
It's not if you pray, but it's when you pray. Amen. So he expects you to pray. You can actually live in an attitude of prayer where you're listening all the time. That's the way I live my life. Even though I may not be actually talking to God all the time, but I'm listening all the time. Even when I'm driving down the highway. In fact, that's the reason my wife prefers to drive many times because uh, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I noticed a husband nudge his wife there in the audience. Uh, most of the time I let her do the driving because she knows you know, I get real quiet a lot of times and I'm listening. I'm always listening. Uh, I never know when God might say something to me. So I just stay in a listening mode all the time. So prayer should become a lifestyle. It should, you should live in an attitude of prayer. Jesus said, once again, men ought always to pray. And this is the way he lived his life on the earth. Often you'll find in the gospels where it says that Jesus withdrew to pray. So notice even Jesus, the son of God felt it necessary to communicate with his father on a continual basis. Prayer was important to him. In fact, it's how he received instruction from his father. Listen to what Jesus said in John 8, 28. He said, I do nothing of myself, but as the father hath taught me. So this tells me that, that Jesus uh, expected the father to talk to him he expected the father to show him what to do. And he said, I don't do anything on my own. I wait until I hear what my father has to say. That's a good way to live. Wait until you hear what your father has to say. So prayer should be as important to us as it was to Jesus. The apostle Paul tells us in first Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. And I'm reading a portion of that from the new international version. He says, be joyful always Pray continually, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. The uh, New International Version of Colossians 4.3 makes this statement. Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. One of the famous preachers of days past, John Wesley, once said, It seems God is only limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Isn't that amazing? He's only limited to our prayer life. He does nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. James said in James chapter four, you have not because you ask not. John 15, 16, Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the father in my name, he will give it you. What a great promise. Whatever you ask the father, in my name, he will give it you. So he's inviting us to ask. And the question on my part is, what are you going to take him up on this? Amen. He's asking us to ask. So why, why wouldn't we ask? Whatever we need in prayer, whatever we need in life, he says that prayer is our way of receiving it. Now in the prayer petition, it's important that you understand that the only way this prayer works is you have to know the will of God up front. Yes, sir. Yes. The prayer petition is based on the known will of God, which means you're going to have to spend some time in the word of God because yes, that is a revelation of the will of God. The only way you can possibly know God's will is become familiar with his word. Now the apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians six eighteen that we should pray always with all manner of prayer. The new international version says all kinds of prayer. Now, 
there are three basic kinds of prayer that the New Testament teaches us. And we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But first, all of you that are watching uh, by way of television, I want you to listen to my announcer as he shares with you a very important announcement about some special offers that we want to make to you. Then we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about the different kinds of prayer and the prayer petition in particular. Watch this. Prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of God's people, principalities, powers, wickedness, addiction, abuse, poverty, and bondage. You can take these forces to battle with the Prayer of Petition. The Prayer of Petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from Jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book, Prayer of Petition, a comprehensive study guide, and 11 teaching sessions on both DVD and CD. It's the perfect resource for you, your group, or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results, and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail. The Prayer of Petition is a curriculum for you. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide, and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the Apostle Paul saying that we should pray with all manner of prayer. Another translation says all kinds of prayer. The New Testament reveals to us that there are three basic kinds of prayer. Number one, the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. The prayer of thanksgiving and praise is where you're not actually asking God for anything, but it's demonstrating to Him that you have an attitude of gratitude. Sometimes you just need to spend time with your Heavenly Father and don't ask Him for anything. How many of you have children in the audience here? Uh, don't you enjoy sometimes when they just want to talk to you and not ask you for anything? You know, Mama, do this. Mama, can you do this? Daddy, can you do this? Isn't it wonderful sometimes when they say, hey, I just want to carry on a conversation. Don't want anything. Just want to talk to you a little bit. Tell you how much I love you. Hey, that's nice, isn't it? Dad, you're the best dad in the world. I tell you, that'll get you a trip to the mall every time. Amen. <laughs> so sometimes just praise will produce uh, results too. You know, just, just going to God and saying, Father, I, I just want to spend some time with you today, not ask you for anything. He might say, don't you have any needs? Well, I have needs, but I don't want to talk to you about my needs. I just want to tell you what I think about you. You're an awesome God. It's a privilege to serve you. And I want to thank you for all you've done. And I'm thanking you in advance for what I believe you're about to do in my life. Amen. That's called the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. The second kind of prayer is the prayer of dedication and worship. The prayer of dedication and worship. And in this kind of prayer, you're committing yourself to whatever God may want you to do or wherever he may want you to go. In fact, it's the only kind of prayer. Now, we've talked about this in some of our previous sessions, but it's the only kind of prayer where it is correct to pray if it be thy will. Now, in the prayer petition, you can never make that statement because the prayer petition requires you to know the will of God up front. The prayer of dedication and worship, you can say in that prayer. It's the only kind of prayer where it is appropriate to say, if it be thy will. Why? Because you're dedicating yourself to something that you may not know at that time, whether it's his will or not. You know, for instance, you may live in California 
and you come to him one day and say, Father, if it's your will for me to move to Texas, then I just want you to know I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. Amen. I will move to Texas if it be thy will. Amen. Now, for you to pray that regarding financial prosperity, God, if it be your will to prosper me, that's not correct because you can find out in the Word of God that it is His will to prosper you. So to add to that prayer for prosperity or when you're petitioning God for prosperity and at the end of the prayer you say, if it be your will to bless me financially, thank you in advance. No, He's going to reveal in His Word that it is His will for you to prosper. Third John verse 2, if that was the only verse in the Bible that would reveal to you that it is His will for you to prosper. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Oh, there's another one. So it would not be correct for me to pray for healing and then add, if it be your will. Because he says in 3 John verse 2, that, uh, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So there's the will of God. Amen. So once again, the only time that you can pray and add the statement, if it be thy will, is in the prayer of dedication and worship. Now, the third category of prayer is called the prayer that changes things. Now, there, under that category, there's the prayer of binding and loosing. There's the prayer of agreement. And there's also the prayer of petition. And that's the one that we want to deal with in particular. The prayer of petition. Let me give you uh, some definitions. Petition means an earnest request. It also means a formal written request. And it also means a specific request. Now, the Noah Webster 1828 edition dictionary gives these definitions for petition. Number one, a request, a supplication, uh, a prayer addressed by a person to a supreme being for something needed or desired. Well, we know that supreme being is our Heavenly Father. Number two, the Noah Webster Dictionary gives as a definition, a formal request or supplication, verbal or written. And then number three, it says that a petition is a paper containing a solicitation. And then number four, it says to petition is to make a request or to make supplication to a superior for some favor or right. Amen. Now you'll notice a couple of times in these definitions, it mentioned written. And personally, that's the way I pray the prayer petition. I have discovered that if I write it out, it seems to me to carry more authority. It carries more weight, so to speak. Not only that, but it gives me something to hold on to that I can look at later while I'm waiting for the manifestation. Because while you're waiting, you know, that's that period I call between amen and there it is. Okay. So while you're waiting for the manifestation, you know, as well as I do, Satan's going to come and say, you know, well, nothing's happening. Apparently God didn't hear your prayer. You can always take out that written petition and say, Satan, it is written. I prayed on February the 11th, 1968, you know, uh, and, and some of my prayers go back that far, 1969 actually. 
And in this little book right here are prayers of petition that I prayed from 1969 to 1973. And I wrote them all out. And I carried this around with me. And anytime the devil would say, well, no, Jerry, you just don't really think that financial need is going to be met. I just go back to the date that I prayed that, the time where my wife and I signed it as our point of contact to release our faith and to add our agreement in this. And I just say, Satan, uh, let me read to you what I prayed uh, January the 19th, 1971, since he's dealing with that particular prayer. You know, he's telling me it's not going to come to pass. Here's what I prayed, Satan. And when I signed my name to it, I believed I received. So go tell this trash to somebody else. I believe I received. Amen. I believe I received. So having it written out is, is uh, uh, a way of staying single-minded, a way of staying focused. Okay. And for me personally, it just, it carries more authority. I've also noticed that while I'm searching the scripture, endeavoring to find what God has to say about my specific need. Now remember, a petition deals with something specific. It's never a general prayer like, Lord bless them. You know, uh, Lord do all you can, (laughs) you know. No, it's specific. It it pertains to something very specific in your life, whether it's uh, direction, whether it's finances, whether it's healing, whether it's a family member for their salvation, it's something very specific. And God is going to have scripture that deals with that situation specifically. So that's why you're researching. Now I compare it to a lawyer building a case before he ever goes to court. Okay. He is going to petition the court for something. So what does he do? He goes to all of his law books. That's the reason he has that library with all those law books. If he's not sure what the law says about this particular case, then he goes to those books or he has interns or people that work with him. And he says, go find out what the law says. Do some research, bring it back to me and let me know what it says. And then when he sees that, when he goes before the court, he is petitioning the court based on it is written. Now, your honor, he might say, based on uh, the ruling that was passed in 1963, Jones versus the state, you know, and he'll, he'll refer to the, the law book that that's written in, the section, the amendment, or whatever. So what does he do? He's going to the court, basing his petition on something that is written, that has been passed by law. So he goes in there with confidence. He goes in there with assurance. He goes in there knowing the law. Well, I go before the, the Supreme Court of the universe, the throne of God, and I know the law. <laughs> Amen. I know what the word says. And the Bible says in Isaiah that, that God's word does not return unto him void. Amen. Well, how do you return God's word to him? By speaking it. So many times I'll hold up my Bible and my petition and I'll say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this is what your word says about my situation. It is written. Your, your word is final authority. Amen. 
And then I present my petition before the Lord. And when I say amen and I walk away, I know according to 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the petitions we've desired of him. What a way to pray. I walk away with confidence. I walk away with assurance. I walk away knowing it's not if it comes to pass, it's when it comes to pass. Give the Lord a shout. Praise God. Amen. So that's why I love writing it out. And once again, you don't have to, but once again, one of the definitions of petition is a formal request in written form. So that's why I encourage people to write it out. Now, in the prayer petition, when you have researched the scriptures and you found out what the word says about your specific need and you've written it out in the form of a petition, then there comes this boldness and this confidence that the judge of all the earth, our heavenly father will grant your request. Let me, let me just read one of these in here. Just pick out one that uh, I haven't you know, necessarily selected it in advance just to pick out one and show you what I'm talking about. Here's one that I wrote out in January or January the 1st, 1972, 7.55 p.m. See, I'm very specific with this. Why why do you write all that out? Because I want the devil to know that's when I believe I received. If he ever comes back and says it's not going to come to pass, I said, no, you're mistaken. January 1st, 1972, at 7.55 p.m., that's when I went before the judge of all the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, this had to do uh, with, I put up at the top of my petition, a heavenly grant for my January expenses. And I said, this day, January the 1st, 1972, at uh, 7.55 p.m., I confess before God and all the angels and Satan and all of his demons that I receive a heavenly grant from my heavenly Father for expenses during the month of January. The above grant is in the amount of, and I put the total amount, and you can see here, I listed all of them and put the total of what I needed during the month of January. And then I wrote, I believe I receive it now, according to Mark eleven twenty four, which states, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. The above grant is for the expenses listed below. And I listed them out, what they were, how much they were. And then I wrote Philippians 4:19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe I receive in the name of Jesus. And I declare according to the word of God, my need is met now. I exercise my authority as a believer. I bind Satan and all of his forces, according to Matthew 18, 18, and I loose the ministering spirits to work in my behalf. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18, that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. Therefore, Heavenly Father, my wife Carolyn and I set ourselves in agreement, believing we received now and there's our signatures right there. And I added, thank you, Father. Amen. Now, that was my grant. That was my petition 
for a heavenly grant for my January expenses way back there. What was the date again? 1972. Amen. Amen. And it came to pass just the way I wrote it. Not only that, but I remember, I can't remember a time when God just met the need. There was always above and beyond. You know, there was all, sometimes it may not be but a couple of dollars more, but he's still the God who does above all that I can ask or think. Amen. Now, when you've done that and it keeps working for you, why would you ever quit? That's right. That's right. Amen. That's the reason I like to write it. I still write them to this day, praise God. And uh, it, the wonderful thing is God has never wavered in this. God has been faithful all the way through. So what is it that you need today? What is it that you need? You that are viewing by way of television, what is your need today? I encourage you to go to the Word of God and find out every scripture you can find. Now, you don't have to write every scripture in there, but the more scriptures you find, the, the more highly developed your faith will become. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Every time you find another scripture, there's an excitement that goes, oh, wow, praise God. There's another one that promises me, you know, what I'm believing for. And then you take the time to write it out, write it in the form of a petition. If it's husband and wife, come together and pray that prayer together, sign your names to it, date it, and as far as you're concerned, at that moment, that's when you believed you received. Praise God. Isn't that exciting? Amen. Watch this, and I'll be back in just a few moments. Prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of God's people, principalities, powers, wickedness, addiction, abuse, poverty, and bondage. You can take these forces to battle with the Prayer of Petition. The Prayer of Petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from Jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book, Prayer of Petition, a comprehensive study guide, and 11 teaching sessions on both DVD and CD. It's the perfect resource for you, your group, or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail. The Prayer of Petition is a curriculum for you. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide, and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today. Praise the Lord. I trust you're being blessed by these lessons and inspired and I hope it's teaching you how to develop an accurate prayer life. I'm telling you, once you get this material down on the inside of you, your prayer life will never be the same. Let me encourage you to order the curriculum, Prayer of Petition. It includes my book. It also includes the Prayer of Petition Study Guide. It's got the lessons broken down, asking questions so that we know that you've got the material deep down on the inside of you, and then the CDs along with the DVDs. If you get this material, the entire curriculum, and study it for at least 30 days, I know that your prayer life will change drastically. So let me encourage you to place your order right away. And also, partners, we want you to know we love you very much. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you again next week. Next week, I want to be totally sure that what I put in my petition lines up perfectly with the will of God. Yes, sir. Amen. I want to make sure that when I'm praying this prayer, 
I have this assurance that I'm praying according to His will. So that's the reason I'm, I'm researching His Word. Let me make this statement to you. Petitions are always based on facts, never theories. Yes. 